to really find your truth is to find your balance. Wow. Know what you have learned uh, is going to aid you in your journey. Hi, my name is Augustine Colebrook, and I'm the principal at Midwifery Wisdom Collective. I speak on this podcast about big picture, political issues, and the future of our profession. Hey, y'all. I am Jamara, and I'm a midwife. I'm also a birth justice activist. And this season, I am looking forward to sharing stories of Black midwives and the communities they serve. Hello, beloved birth community. I'm Angela Love nurse midwife since 2004, preceptor, and mother. I have a home birth practice called Midwife Love and a national telehealth practice called Midwife Rx. My mission is to keep birth choices available and to educate the next generation of midwives for our daughters and grandchildren. Matriarchy now. I'm Layla Wyatt. I get to share with you the voices of student midwives from across the country and beyond. This season, we focus on those students who just graduated, are about to sit for the NARM, or did yesterday, and we get tips and tricks for you for what happens at the end of the student midwife journey. Oh, good morning. Good morning, darling. <laughs> yeah, we have to start with where we are in the world. I am in Southern Germany close to the border with France. Where are you right now? Wow, we have a global conversation happening. I love it. I love it too, world traveling midwives. Well, my sweet friend, I'm so happy to see you. So happy to connect with you. We have so many fun things in store. Um, but today we decided to come on and talk specifically about two important pieces of your life, which is first, your first profession. Well, maybe it's actually your second or third. You've done a lot of different lives. We have to go into that a little bit. But you also um, have worked for um, a number of certifications to make this really robust skill set in ultrasonography. So we're going to talk about that. And just a little note for listeners, you have a pet peeve about the name that people call you. And we're going to say that really clearly because that really helps. It helped me when I learned about it. So I want to not make that mistake. So we're going to put a note there. And now you are just um, graduating, doing your last birth to become a midwife. And that is like so epic. So exciting. Do you know your final out day? Like how, how close are you? Yeah, so my last day of class at school, everything closes. Uh, midnight or 11.59 Mountain Time, August 18th. Whoa, that is so close. Oh my gosh. Right and and you caught, you've caught the, the babies and you've attended the births and all the things? Yeah. yeah. Sign-offs? Okay. All the numbers that I need plus... Right. I live. And so, yeah, just in all of a sudden. So my first question for you, Emery, is um, what made you make the jump from, I think, a pretty mainstream hospital practice to this really fun community-based wild world that we're in? So so tell us about what, what made that leap for you. Absolutely. 
So for me, it wasn't such a big leap like it is for that I went from one place to another place to the other section of the world. So when I was 13, I always wanted to deliver babies, right? And, and in my mindset, like, go with me. I'm 13. This is the terminology that's out there. And this is also the time during uh, who I call President Daddy Bush, resident office, and all of the jobs were going over. Teachers that we know that we have to have are getting their jobs cut uh, or getting the pay cut. You have other jobs that have been here for such a long time. And I was just like, well, what job can I do? And I've always been interested in medicine and being with people. Uh, like, what other job could I do? And I was just like, well, everyone's always going to have babies. So, like, that won't ever go away, right? And so I remember doing, during the summertime, my uncle had a track club. And uh, this year I got interviewed and like my mom still had the clipping uh, when they asked me the question, well, what do I want to be when I grow up? And of course I said an OBGYN because actually, to be honest, that's all I knew. Right. I didn't know and didn't have, I don't know, maybe the questioning brain. My uh, kin folk who were all from Mississippi, like, hey, who was born at home? Who was born in hospital? Well, you know. Who was born which way? Because I only knew being uh, going to be a, a CPM very soon. I'm going to take the test one time. It passes. So I'm just going to speak that into existence and uh, and then continue my journey to become a registered midwife in Canada. So, so amazing. A lot of people don't know this, that you can get training in the U.S. and then practice in Canada. So tell us a little bit about that process. Yes. So there used to be, the process used to go through, um, was not long called rights, and because Canada is also doing away with uh, some colonial ties that they have, right? So t uh, Toronto Metropolitan University uh, used to have a bridge program. But because of COVID, like a lot of things got shut down and they never ramped it back up. So there are different, you know, like, um, like ACOG, there are different organizations like that also here. And so the College of Ontario, uh, Midwives of Ontario, CMO, put together a pilot program that actually just started last fall. So they just brought this back up and they're doing a pilot program, but it's very similar to the BRICS program, but it's a little bit better because uh, once you meet the criteria at the International Midwife, which means that you've been practicing for at least six years or you have had a hundred primary births, mm -hmm. then you can start their process of their orientation to become a midwife. Like taking an English proficiency test, no matter. The same requirement exists in Australia to become registered midwife. Uh, taking uh, fetal heart tone uh, surveillance with them, which is interesting because it's the same course that we took for school at MCU. Uh, with the uh, University of British Columbia. 
uh, and then we have to uh, do these modules. Uh, and there are four different modules. Now they're online, which I hear it's way better. You can do it self-paced. So you can be done as quick as forward wow. or as long as 18 Wow. And then we have a 10-day intensive in Toronto. And then we can then sit for a test. Wow. Okay. Well, that's exciting. And that's what you've planned for next year. This year is is finishing the CPM. Um, well, so take us, uh, take us a step back because before midwifery, you were working at a hospital, correct? Doing, doing ultrasound. And there's a big difference between an ultrasonographer and an ultrasound tech. So will you explain these language pieces because people need to use the right language. <laughs> so this is, so you can, we do short names in all of the radiology department as techs. But for the people that you meet face to face and that bring you back from the ER or the waiting room to the radiology department, we are all technologists, right? So it's very confusing. When I was in school, it was confusing for me too. Yeah. So it was definitely drilled into us. Do not let people call you a technician. Technician fix the machines. Right. So the name is shortened for tech. Like who would know that there is a difference between what is actually delineated from which term? But yet, so be the ultrasound technologist, ultrasound tech, uh, ultrasonographer, or just so like the different words that you can use. Uh, and it's interesting too because even some job offers, right? Like with the job posting, it'll say ultrasound technician, but it'll list all the things that the technologist actually does, right? So. Very important distinction. Yes. So um, as the technologist, you perform the scans and the technician fixes the machine. And both can have ultrasound or sonographer in front of them. It would be uh, the those that actually work to fix it. It is an ultrasound technician. Okay. But sonographer standing by itself would be me. Okay. One. So it sounds like your profession has the same challenges as midwifery. What do we call you, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's very helpful. And so all the midwives listening, tuning in, uh, definitely... Uh, a technologist or a sonographer, not a technician. That's so important. I want you to just tell us a little bit about when you first started attending community-based births, receiving ultrasounds in the community, and then your preceptors or your colleagues started realizing that you had all of this knowledge, and then you got kind of integrated into some of these practices, started using your both skills at the same time. And when we first spoke, you were like, oh my God, like people don't know. And I was like, I know. So tell me about what that was like and then what we created. Tell, tell, tell us about that. Absolutely. So the, the first time I started getting into refereeing everything was back in May of 2021. And I was actually in, living in the DFW area, so Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas area. Now was it? I was going to uh, uh, Abide, uh, which is uh, one of uh, it's a JJ Way Easy Access Clinic. Love Abide, love the people there. Amazing! Big shout out to them. 
Yeah. So started there and then did some of my schoolwork there, did like some justice work there, which was really great because I was in birth justice class. Uh, so I did my project, my research project there and uh, um, started thinking about, they knew that I was a sonographer because at the time I was working at Children's uh, Health in Dallas and Reno. And they were just like, hey, you know, why don't she, can you do some uh, ultrasounds here for us? What would that look like? And I was just like, you know, I probably could. And before then, I had went to an ultrasound demo that's been when I was working at Baylor, where, uh, you know, they come in, right? The reps come in because they want you to try to change over, like, the system that you're using. And so we were using GE. And that's where I got introduced to the butterfly. And I was one transducer, right? Uh, call it transducer, call it a pro. Try to get away from the pro name, right? Because that sounds a little invasive. So this transducer can do all these things. And, you know, this doesn't, this sounds like a lot, but it can do curve, curvy linear, phased array. It can do linear. And I was just like, wow, this is amazing. And it can do small parts. It can do only chin. It can do depth, really, uh, like for larger body cavities, get through a lot of adipose tissue. It can do carotid, it can do um, venous. And and I was just like, wow, this is really, really great. And I was like, how much is it? And it's like, it was like 22000 Like three hundred fifty thousand dollars in right. made time, and I can like have something in my hand where I can just plug it up to my phone or to our iPad. Yeah. I buy that just to like have like candy for myself one day. Maybe I'll be able to use it. And he was like, "Yeah," and I held off for a little bit. And it was probably about nine months later, I ended up investing in one when I was with the buy of women's services and started doing, you know, um, first trimester, started doing fetal anatomy scans, started doing uh, dating uh, things of that nature, looking at, uh, you know, everyone wants to look at people. I want to know what my uterus looks like. And I was told that I have fibroids. Can you see any or? Uh, you know, I was supposed to start my period. Can you tell me where I'm at? And, uh, yeah, so those things happened and it just kind of got rolling. And then, so I moved to, uh, London, Ontario. It was kind of hard to like find someone because I can't precept at all in Canada because they're a little bit different. And like a lot of the health schools, right, that you go to in the state, they do have to get liability insurance. So, like, if you go to nursing school, you're going to the hospital. So, you have their school provides uh, student liability insurance, but none of them were free. That's why I can't accept here. So shout out to any schools if you guys want to help. Then came down to uh, the tri-state area, Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana, and you know met some amazing midwives. We're doing. Uh, doing my um, precepting there and saw that my precepting was uh, using the butterfly. 
was like, hey, like I could really help you with this. Like I can show you how to use it because though anyone can buy these transducers, they don't come with instructions on how to use them because the persons that are uh, selling them. Right. And so there's this big gap where they feel that there are educational programs right built in, and there are, but if you don't already know how to use that use step, use gain, use uh, overall gain versus uh, TGC. If you don't know, understand frequency, high and low. Uh, if you don't understand spectrodoppler and polydoppler and what that then done, then you're you're really lost. And so you're just you're not able to utilize the equipment the best way that you know how. And that is what a technologist does. That's great. And so that's where I. With after being in uh, being in a practice and seeing midwives doing different things, I was just like, wow, there is a huge learning curve. Uh, and there might be some things that are kind of scary to go along with it because uh, though I, let me not get myself in trouble. Uh, uh, that are doing things outside of, that they aren't, Quote unquote skill to do, right? Yep. They don't have a certificate to do yep. it, they don't have a licensure to do it. Yeah. I felt a big call for me to be like, okay, look, if you're going to be using the technology, yeah, because I think that it is very important that uh, we, we understand that the moment in time that we're doing as sonographers and the snapshots that we're full story right then you could be you know putting the transducer down and be like oh look there's a baby there's a hard to hear thing like i just felt a pool in my heart to be like i can do something about this i'm busy in both of these worlds and i can help and I'm, i mean i'm coming oh you're a midwife. You're a midwife. One month away. Come on now. We finished all the things. Just waiting for the official stamp. You'll, yeah, you definitely straddle both worlds and um, and bring such richness to both because of this knowledge. Um, and so we approached you and said, "Hey, you want to create a course? You want to create this information?" And and so you said yes. And um. And together with my team, you created actually two amazing resources, and they go together. Um, do you want to do you want to tell what it's all about? Yes. So we have a two-step um, learn more, get really deep into the trenches of like how to use whatever machine that you have, right? Right. And so it is a first is a online course. So you don't have to take them in in that order you don't have to do the online before you do the in-person it is nice because we have certain information in there but believe me i will do a when you get your hands on uh experience yep definitely leave with a, a lot right so the first part that we created was an eight hour yes eight hours because i was trying to like how do you want to bring
place where they say these are the tidbits that everyone needs. So I do. Right. Right. I mean, well, and and it's not common knowledge. A lot of midwives don't understand even what ultrasound is if you've never really studied it, and we don't have reason to in in mainstream industry. It, they don't have it. So yeah, it's you even have like the history of ultrasound itself. Like you have a really comprehensive foundation. Yeah, yeah. that's what I tried to do because I think if we don't start with uh, where it came from, we can't see where it's going. And right. we failed the bit. Right, right, right. Sound waves have been used for years. They have been studied for years. They are still being studied today. Yeah. Uh, it, what were what ultrasounds do? Like they don't stop, right? Because the technology is changing. The fact that you can hold a transducer in your hand and it does all these different things. <laughs> One transducer, where if we're going to the hospital, I have at least twelve on my wall to do. Right, things. right. That it, it makes a really big difference. Yeah, okay. that's you. Safety, we go through understanding ultrasound uh, scans. We go through what does like OB look like? What does gynecology look like? Because I think if you know what normal uh, normal looks like, then you can what I have with me during that session and we'll always maybe keep my fingers crossed uh, at our live sessions in person is the person who taught me who soon will be Dr. Shamisha Davis. Oh, exciting. And uh, so she comes with me and we together do our hands on. So that way everyone can have someone there and we can do this simultaneously. Because if we have eight people it's easier to have four people at one table, four people at another table. Two teachers, so you're getting that in. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, and so there are these two offerings. One is online. It's available right now on the website. It's at your own pace e-course, midwiferywithin.com forward slash tools. And you can go and purchase that and take it at your own pace. And then that is one part of the full CEU that you would receive from completing the live session. And that's an all day long, eight hour course. And we offer it in conjunction with the post-conference of this year's um, Midwifery Wisdom Experience in Denver. And that's going to be so fun. Um, and so um, they can take the live class with you and then do the online course and then get a whole bunch of CEUs. And more importantly, the skills to use their handheld transducers like a butterfly without potentially endangering themselves or their clients by saying something's normal when it's not or by saying something's abnormal when it's not. Because frankly, before you get a lot of training, it just looks like a bunch of gray specks, you know? Like we don't really know, like you're, you're guessing, you know? So to have that real training with you, and one thing that we do is we always have a group of models so that you can look at a non-pregnant uterus, you can look at all the three trimesters, um, and you can have practice with all of these. You can really have that visual, which is just so exciting. I'm excited. <laughs> and one last thing I do want to throw out there is during we also take, we also kind of go into radiology reports, wow. which I think is super important because I, I mean, I get, yeah. Can I send you this report? I don't. 
Right. And right. As as the midwife, right, you are the clinician, you are the you know healthcare provider for this person. And so it is imperative that you really do understand what yeah. this radiology and the terminology that they're using. And so we go into some of that. And then I offer like, hey, if you are, if you have questions about these things, then bring them to the live session and we can go over them because it is training definitely for everyone. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Like? What does it sound like? A lot of times it's um things that are going on with baby's kidney. Right. Uh, what does this look like? What is right. it have hydronephrosis? What what do assist on kidneys mean? Yeah. Uh it could be uh we I recently just had a transposition of the great arteries. Wow. Oh. It is and nothing else is is wrong with that that fetus that baby. Wow. It may need to be babies from born now and went straight to the NICU. So yes, at that point in time, right, it is super important that they that that fetal anatomy scanning they got a higher level scanning. Right. Uh, so that way they could, you know, baby has proper care. Uh, and then there's other things like ambiguous uh, genitalia, which can be so many different things that are going on with that baby. Um, had some uh, hydrocystic hydrola, which is a very, it's a, like a very thickened neck or a, a mass on the neck front or the back. Uh, usually related with Turner syndrome uh trisomy 13 18 through one all those wonderful that are very sad but um least gives a person birthing people women the opportunity to to go forth with what they know yeah yeah and that's just such a great segue into what what i wanted to share today which is from the perspective of defensive charting and practicing in a fairly litigious community. And even if you're in a licensed state, maybe even especially if you're in a licensed state, there's a, so much um, animosity um, and real risk for the midwife. And so recognizing that if you don't have the training um, and you give information to people, you become really at risk if there is a poor outcome, if there's a misdiagnosis, if there is a you know, a situation where baby is transported and there's question about their well-being. Um, if the parent just says, but the midwife did the ultrasound and she said it was fine, that is just going to create this huge snowball effect. And so while using handheld ultrasound ultrasound uh, devices without training is, is very risky, um, we do bring a measure of safety with this knowledge that you teach. We do bring a certification with CEUs that allows a level of professionalism that can defend you in those scenarios. And more than that, one of your biggest teachings is how not to say something that gets you in trouble. <laughs> yeah, learning what to say and what not to say and what a diagnosis is and things like that is so important. So yeah, elaborate. Yes, I know in my schooling, right, that midwives don't die as right. well and I feel like I was like oh yes I was born for this because well, as, as the ultrasound tech like I also don't like do I know what I'm looking at do I know what it is do I know all the differential diagnosis 
yeah, I do. And I have to, because I have to like write out the, this, this text sheet, right. That I send to the radiologist for them to write their report. And what I tell people, you know, that it's so different about ultrasonography than, than any other modality is that not that they don't have to, uh, they know the technology, but they don't have to write up a report and right. send to the radiologist, right? So when you get into a CAT scan, an MRI, PET, X-ray, right? They're not saying, you know, seeing broken tibia at, you know, you know, so many centimeters down affects the growth plate or not or anything like that. Right, right, right. Right? Because my images go straight there. It is not a, like a full scan that gets seen. And then the right. Oh, right. Right. So, yeah. I have to know what normal looks like. I have to know what abnormal looks like. I do have to keep my license. I want to stay registered in OBGYN and general abdominal and in uh, vascular technology. So I have to have a poker face, right? I have to, and I, and I let them know. I'm like, hey, I'm taking off my student midwife hat and <laughs> I'm going to put on, I will, I will point things out to you. I will show you things. I will, you know, give you a lot of information. I, you can ask any questions to me, actually. There are some questions that I can answer and there are some that I cannot. I will let you know what those are. And if I can't answer them, I'll say, go to the weather questions. I can't answer. Like, is everything okay? Does everything look normal? Right. Those aren't things that I can't say. Uh, but what I can say is that okay. answers will be in the report. And it's it's um it's pretty it is pretty akin to midwifery. You know, we can say when is this gonna end or you know, <laughs> is everything okay? We can't say what we can say is what I'm assessing tells me that you and your baby are what I'm looking at here is normal, right? And I, I love that reframe of that language and just that clarity around the language. It's it's huge. Um, so we have two courses for you, an online course, a live course. You can take them separately, but together you receive all the CEUs. The next course for the live session will be November 13th, 14th. Yes, it's the Monday or the Tuesday um, in November after the conference. It's in Denver, Colorado at the Denver Tech Center. It is immediately uh, post the conference that's happening there. So hint, hint, get your conference ticket. We, um, I think we are one ticket away from being sold out at Skills and Drills, but we have plenty of conference tickets and we have plenty of post-conference tickets. You can get in with Emory, although I think yours is close to full. So... There's a few spots left for sure. 13, that's right. It's the Monday. It's immediately po uh, post conference. Um, and you brought them a little gift today. So yeah. do you want to share them? Absolutely. So I'm so excited. I, and I just want to make sure I get this, 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 yes, this correct. Okay, perfect. So I think it's really imperative, right? Uh, I to make this a yes one i i know that it's affordable because i know that there is another course out there that's being taught by a wonderful person uh and uh and mine is just a little different uh and so 
as a sonographer first uh, and knowing the whole entire body, literally from the brain, top of the head, all the way to the vessels and the big toe. And yes, we do do vessels in the toes. Right. 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 Knowing the whole entire body, uh, there, what I'm teaching and what we're talking about is so much more than just uh, obstetric and gynecology uh, ultrasound. Right. And also talk about uh, venous and arterial, right, because that's affected by pregnancy. We talk about abdominal ultrasound because that's affected. The thyroid is affected. The breast is affected. It, when we talk about pregnancy as midwives, right, it is a full body. Yeah. Pregnant in their uterus. Right. Uh, and so when I also talk about ultrasound, we are. Big difference between the two, the two training. Yeah. Is that I'm an ultrasound technologist first. Right. And then I'm in a midwife. And so I have a, a robust knowledge about body and how those do work together and how cancer goes from. Uh, parts of the uterus and parts of the cervix and vagina to other parts of the body and why it's very comprehensive I have to say like the people who have taken it are kind of blown away they're like this is incredible for the price so I just want to say we want it to be affordable at, like straight off so you know we work together to price it in such a way that is definitely honoring your incredible knowledge and contribution but it also is accessible. And then you brought them an extra little treat. <laughs> so for the next 72 hours. So great. Uh, I have created a coupon. Yep. Yep. Uh, so if you go online and uh, register for the in-person, we'll do both, right? Yep. Yep. So do both. But you will get a hundred and fifty dollars off. Wow! In wow, that's amazing. That's such a gift. I just want to say, like, Amory, you didn't have to do that, and it's such a gift. And I can see your dedication to helping midwives get this information. It's incredible. So, yeah. I yeah. I think it's so important to have this seventy-two hours only. Yeah, yeah, it's very short, but you can grab it. Yes, exactly. You know, I have I have seen people take the online course, right? And and their feedback is like, you started all the way, like, as it can be seen. I'm like, yes, because to get a full understanding of how far we've come, where we've all gone to, gone through with sound waves, it's really important to figure out how we got here. Yeah. With your handheld or your, you know, your. Uh, yeah. And then to get the hands on is just, and I'm telling you, it's eight hours. We also see yeah. your own body. If yeah. you want to see where your old jail feels like, we're going to see what warm jail feels like. You'll also understand why do ultrasound fix you so much jail? Right? I follow. All the means of the ultrasound fix. Throwing uh, like a, a ton of gel is your doctor will tell you that. <laughs> yeah.
I've seen those. <laughs> I've seen those. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is a life that I'm glad that I don't have to be in the hospital anymore. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do miss it too because. The Anderson Cancer Center. Okay. Yes. I yes. Had eye for an abnormal. I had eye for pregnancies and cancer and different fibroids. Just like every midwife has different levels yeah. of experience, uh, so do sonographers. And so I know a lot of times people are like, well, they miss this and they miss that. And it's just like, we're all human. Yeah. I, we're I, human. Oh, and I'm not going to catch everything, right? Because I'm going to make mistakes. But at the same time, you also deliver, you develop a level of expertise. And I think that's the exciting part for us to be partnered with you is because you do have this really broad. Well, so um, while people are here, let's give them the code. What do they type in? 72 and it's ours, but it's H-R-S. Okay. Okay. That's the code. And it's also the truth. So 72 hours only is the code that you use to get $150 off. Um, so you have a couple of days, uh, discuss it with your partner, make sure that you can jump, but join us because um, on uh, Monday, November 13th, we'll be in Denver and there will be a room of massage tables and a room of different ultrasound uh, transducers. And that's another thing that happened the last time we held this course is people were so excited to try different brands before they bought one and really know which kind they wanted. Yeah. That's a cool benefit. And it was actually cool for me too, because some of these I had. Bring whatever transducer you use. If you have a portable machine that Bring. is yes. put into your carry-on. Yes. The part of doing the hands-on is so that way you understand how to use your technology. I want to be able to be like, hey, these are the buttons you need to know. Right. It's get a good image on the screen for you, for you to do the things that you are doing. So you can actually see the difference between what you've right. been doing and what it looks like on your machine. I think that's the that's huge to know. So how do you yeah. for technology? And if you're just, and then like you were saying, like you get to see different things. We had a sonal cue that was there. We had a, uh, the butterfly. We had a Tyson that was there. And we had one more. Um, open it. I don't remember either. Last year. And, and you know, may, maybe I'm, a, maybe I'll reach out to some of these, uh, these companies to see, you know, if they want to come and let us demo. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? Well, either way, it'll be so fun. There's so much to learn. While we're wrapping up, um, I just thought it would be fun if we could um, kind of just overview really quickly the amount of training it takes to be where you are in ultrasonography. Everyone pretty much knows midwifery, but 
this, some people might decide, oh, I want to be an ultrasonographer. Um, there's classes, there's courses, like tell us about that. Yes. So the program that I went to was 20 months and it was an associate's degree. Okay. Uh, there are most places, uh, there are three states in the United States and I can't, I think there, I think it's Oregon, Washington and. Okay. Uh, that, uh, after you take your R registries, you then have to just apply for the license. Okay. Usually your registry with uh, ARDMS uh -huh. and passing the physics registry first before you can do any specialty okay. is, is how you Eighteen months, twenty months is typical. Twenty-two. Okay. Um, and but there are some bachelor's degrees out there, and uh, I know MD Anderson has a bachelor's degree for ultrasonography. Uh, and I'm unsure. There aren't many countries uh, that 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 require. And can't, uh, I don't. I don't feel like you need to be comp get a bachelor's degree, and plus, many of those are uh, aren't even available. But community colleges definitely the way to go. Just like if you're becoming an LVN or RN, you know, community colleges save money. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. It was a very intensive program, and it was uh, more intensive than I've ever had before. Wow, I was wondering why I couldn't work. And, and do this at the same time. And it's because as soon as school starts, uh, we had four days of school. We had one day at clinic. Wow. That is full time. We had two days at clinic and three days of school. And then the last two semesters, we had two days of school and three days at clinic. So throughout the 20 months, I racked up over 1,100 clinical hours at different hospitals and at different clinics. Not to include all the lab hours that we did yes. on each other. We probably had eight, eight or nine different ultrasound machines. And we literally, yes, I understand what it means to tell someone to drink 32 ounces of water. <laughs> and so I, my, my four-year-old got scanned like, every week. <laughs> From from four weeks old, from because I didn't even know that I was pregnant, and I <laughs> did and transvaginal uh, ultrasound to see what was going on. If I had adenomyosis in my uterus, that, that's another thing that we talk about in the uh, in the online training. And uh, and my teacher was like, "Uh, you trying to get pregnant?" And I was just like, "No, not yet." But I did take out my next one on. She was just like, "Well." She turned the screen for me because she also wasn't showing me right? And she was just like, uh, it's here, you're four weeks. That was. Right. Yes. So continue right from there. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Uh-huh. You learned so much. You're learning the physics of ultrasound, which is different though. You have to take physics beforehand, right? There are prerequisites. Uh, for A and P biology, English communication, uh, some schools make you uh, if you have a previous degree, you can get in, or if you like have taken uh, X ray or CT, 
get in that way as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can like kind of, uh, what is that? Can you think of the word? Uh, when you go test out to another career. Sure. I'm thinking of a military word. It's, it, 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 it comes to what? Well, that's also a career you had. You were in the military before that. My gosh. And you have a huge history in finance. My gosh. Girl, you are so talented. It's epic. And my last question for you is, what advice do you have to midwives at the very end of their student journey? Because that's where you just are right now. So I'd love to see if you have any advice for for students. Yeah, so I think for me is to really find your truth and to find your balance. Uh, Know what you have learned uh is going to aid you in your journey beautiful beautiful well emory you are such a joy i can't wait to spend time in person together as a reminder for everyone tuned in emory has given you a huge gift 150 dollars off the live training for ultrasound uh basic ultrasounds for midwives and that's going to be in denver colorado monday 13th all day long it's one of our post-conference offerings it's available on the website midwiferywisdom.com and for the next 72 hours you can type in 72 hours only and get that 150 off at checkout so so pleasure such a pleasure to have you on and and chat with you in person because you know we do a lot of you know typing this is so much better I'm so excited to to see you again, work with you. Everyone, please don't miss this opportunity. It's going to be epic. Um, so far, we've only offered it once a year. We hope to offer it more, but right now, it's just once a year because of school and realities and all those things. So um, so jump on it while you can. $150 off for uh, 72 hours only. Thank you so much. Thank and again, you. everything's available on the website, midwiferywisdom.com. And uh, we'll see you in November. Yeah, wow. and, and now we've added post-conference. So now you're in post-conference. That'll be fun, too. Conference is going to be pretty epic, you guys. We have got together some really incredible speakers. Um, the updated list is on the website, um, and it is um, two and a half days. Uh, our keynote speakers, which I'm really excited about, Kristen Eflin, who's a professor at Bastyr and wrote the um, website Equity and Midwifery Education. And then we also have Dr. Sunil Patel, who is um, a neonatologist who does home visits, right? I mean, how exciting is that? We can't wait for this. It'll be so fun. Um, we are giving the Midwifery Wisdom Award, our annual award for non-midwives who champion the profession, Suzanne Arms. So Suzanne Arms will be there speaking. And then we have about 30 other speakers, which are really epic. It's going to be the event of the year for sure. So check it all out, midwiferywisdom.com. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Thanks, everyone. Have a fantastic day.